Hey podcast, my goal with this series is to find people in this industry that are better than I am and find out what they know and learn how they got to where they are. Looking forward to giving you guys some great value. Let's get started. Hello everyone, today I have Luke Pham on the podcast. He's the founder and CEO of Milk Chocolate Productions, a pretty sweet name for a company. Uh, Luke, could you give us a quick introduction about yourself? <laughs> sure, well, uh, <laughs> uh, my name's Luke Pham. Uh, my company, I started my company uh, because... Uh, you know, I always loved music videos growing up, and um, I was the only Asian kid in, like, uh, you know, rural Illinois where I grew up, and so, you know, I'm kind of used to not being seen or heard or whatever, and, uh, you know, in the hallways, or, uh, you know, I was the only Asian kid in the fucking county, so, like, can we swear on the show? I don't, anyway, uh, just believe it. Just believe okay, it. sounds good. Uh, and then, uh, also, basically, I don't know, I, I, I saw this, you know, I got to Des Moines, and it was a bigger city than where I was from, and I loved it. And uh, the reason I moved to a city was because I wanted to, you know, experience, like, the arts and culture and stuff. So I get here, and there's this, like, surprisingly, like, vibrant hip-hop scene. And, like, you know, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. But, um, you know, I saw, like, this rise of kind of, you know, white rappers and white hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the voices of color in the city, which there are a lot of, uh, kind of aren't getting the right exposure. Or, you know, their music videos aren't really... Uh, popping, it's it's the formulaic like uh, gun toting, like right. weed smoking, and uh, and so I just kind of wanted to approach it with more like, uh, you know, more of like a narrative like story structure right. and like make like actual music videos that I like grew up with. Like uh, uh, my favorites are like the Black Keys have good videos, uh, like the Gorillas, just like mm-hmm. like wildish kind of. Um, well thought out music videos rather than just like point and shoot like whatever right, uh, right. and so that's kind of why i made my company uh we 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 focus on music videos but i do a lot of it's multimedia i i take a lot of photos at a lot of concerts locally uh and i work for first fleet now like taking photos at concerts and so just uh just trying to get involved with local music as much as possible is what i've been doing and uh hopefully helping out artists of color like along the way yeah that's super cool um do you prefer the photography videography or the music scene in general like what's your favorite part about doing all this well i mean my favorite part of it uh frankly is just like helping out uh other like local musicians i mean i don't make a lot of money with what i do um uh, as a business Mm -hmm. it's not great but as a as like goodwill or like a human to human type thing i'm a great non-profit is what i say and and (laughs) i like um so music videos is what I love to do, um, and I'm not exactly videography minded. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a writer, and then like from there we tell a story. Uh, and so, um, you know, I think a music video is a great way to kind of like take the message of a song and then like telegraph it. And so that's kind of um, what I love to do. And then concert photography is kind of my foot in the door because mm-hmm. uh, when I started this business in like uh, May of last year, June. Um, it, um, uh, when I, when I started in June, I knew like a couple local rappers, but I didn't like, I wasn't really a part of the industry and it's kind of like very insular in Des Moines. It's hard to get into. Mm -hmm. And so the way I, the workaround I found was just like going to local concerts and just like getting there early, posting up at like in front of the barricade and just like taking pictures at the shows uh, and then when everyone would go home or, like, go to, like, after parties and stuff, right. um, I would just, like, book at home, spend all night editing and stuff, and then 
schedule it to post first thing in the morning. So, um, you know, my photos might not be the best, but they're always going to be like the first right. of like an event. And then, you know, that gets shared and then your name gets out there. And so that's kind of how I established myself in uh, Des Moines, uh, which, uh, yeah, so photography helped me get to where I wanted to be. Yeah, and when, the, when you do that, when you post those pictures, do you try to tag the artist and say, hey, you know, take a look, or do you just try to let it happen organically? Oh, I, I tag the shit out of everyone. <laughs> I, tag, I tag anyone involved that I can recognize, and if I can't recognize them, I'll ask. Just, you, you tag as many people, and then it just gets, it, it gets shared. If you're, like, the first one out there, like, a band, a band won't wait, like, oh, we're going to wait for better pictures. Right, like, exactly. Nah, it's fucking, like, first thing, like, just post share and just be the first one you're working hard all night yeah and so i think that really speaks to not the grind culture of it all but you know you you know what you want and you're working hard at right. it and you know that they want these pictures out soon and they know I mean, they might not necessarily know that these pictures are happening but these, as soon as they'll see them they'll just retweet reshare and get your name out there too exactly. that's really cool um when you got first or how how long have you been doing this so yeah, I started this like just a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of slowed down. It hasn't. Music video production has slowed down right. since school has started because uh, it started in the summer. Yeah, I agree. But uh, um, we've been foc- I've been focused on other things. I've got other projects, but not necessarily music videos. Yeah, it's kind of taken a backseat. I kind of see you as because me and Luke are peers here at Drake University, and so you kind of dip your toes in a lot of different genres and things, especially writing. You just created uh, a student theater production. Uh, is about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln uh, with some twists in it to set to the music of Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was really fun. I gave it thought. I, I loved it. Thank you. Uh, and when you wrote that, what, what were your thought processes about you know, writing uh, more uh, scripted type things in, in terms of, you know, theater yeah it was it was a really i love the experience uh and frankly not a lot of thought process went into <laughs> <laughs> writing that uh i i kind of i just I, I came up with a funny idea and i was like how much of this school's money can i waste on this <laughs> production and evidently like you know not a lot of money but a lot right. of time and effort like i wasted and i feel pretty good about that yeah. uh it was a good time and uh, i i loved uh getting to work with the theater department and stuff and uh, you know, do something kind of weird that uh, that you know they might not have people might not have like actors here might right. not have been able to do or uh, people might not have been able to see. So just doing something fucking outlandish uh, is uh, uh, it was it was really fun to do. So. Yeah, it was it was because there were I think four student productions in in that uh, performing time in that hour, and I think it really broke up. You know, there's like regular dramas and things like that, but. It was wild. It was really fun to watch, and I really loved how crazy it was. But also, in a way, it was it was grounded enough to make it make sense. Uh, and it was just really stellar writing. I think. How how long have you been writing? Uh, well, I I started that. We had a deadline to finish um, that script, the script for our STPs, mm-hmm. in like the end of last year. And I had an outline, <laughs> and then I waited all summer. And then it got to the beginning of the school year this year, and they were like, "All right, where's your script?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, just just give me a second. And then I just, just fucking I and and and, and we honed it through yeah, exactly. uh, through Rehearsal. the process. Yeah. Um, I came in with like I'll say ninety percent written, uh, but I purposefully put in a lot of room for uh, improv on the part of the actors, and mm-hmm. I wanted to like work with them because. Uh, uh, you know, you can you can write like a you know comedy or whatever you want, but uh, you know, 
uh, I think comedy especially benefits from other people. So like we worked kind of bits and stuff a lot uh, and uh, just trying to find out what what was the funniest way to say something or deliver something. And uh, and uh, that's something that's kind of hard to do when you're just sitting alone by yourself. Right, writing. I agree. Because uh, sometimes some things will be funny to you, but right. then you put it in, implement it with actual people and yeah. it doesn't necessarily work. Um, yeah, with writing and stuff like that, I think it's super fun to, to collaborate with other people and see what works and see what doesn't work. Uh, and, you know, how long have you been interested in doing this type of stuff? So I, I didn't actually – so I always thought I was, like, a big film guy or, like, videography guy. Um, but then, you know, I started getting my hands on cameras. And, like, I'm, I'm very, like, capable with a camera. But, like, it, the, the filming is not the part that interests me. It's, yeah. like, the, the storytelling part. And so um, – you know, that's kind of, again, like, I saw the absence of that in, like, local music videos, and so I was like, I want to, like, tackle that, especially in, like, rap. Right. Uh, and so that's, like, uh, I'm, I'm more script-minded, I guess, and, yeah. like, that's kind of my focus, and then I can shoot stuff. So um, writing, I've been doing, I've been writing, see, that's something you don't really think about, I Exactly, because like, you kind of do, like, off and on throughout your life, right. and you kind of do it not necessarily professionally or even as a hobby, but just something that has been a part of you for right. a long time. And like with like, uh, I'd say uh, uh, in high school, I was just like a, a tyrant on Instagram. <laughs> like I just like made like stupid ass, like short films and stuff and yeah, dumb, yeah. dumb stuff. Uh, and, you know, you can, you can kind of discount it when you're when you're in the moment like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing this like thing. But. You know, and looking back, what you what you really liked about the process wasn't the the filming of it. It was like the like the telling the jokes or the or the um, you know the writing of it. And so, but that's like yeah, uh, because video is so visual. Yeah, you kind of get uh, maybe distracted by that and like uh, tend to be like, oh yeah, I love I love video. But like, if you like just personally thinking like more inwardly, like, do I really like video or do I like what I'm doing to make the video. And right, I and I agree. I think a lot, a lot of things that I see are absent uh, in some, some newer uh, videographers is the absence of a story. Like, there'll be a lot of cool shots and a lot of cool, um, you know, transitions and things, but then there's no substance behind it. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to why these things are being shown except it looks cool. And so I definitely agree with you. Like, when I was younger, I used to make, you know, super videos in high school and middle school, t and looking back on it, it's like, no, it, was, it was a fun process. I, I really love the process. Uh, but then the end product is kind of like, you know, a little less to be desired. Uh, but it, I think the learning process is what really drives me to keep going and getting better at things. And you're right about how visual uh, video is so visual. And it's the thing you see the most. Mm -hmm. And then I think audio also makes up 50% of that. And then, you know, telling jokes and the writing of everything. That's where I am lacking in my skills personally. I, I have an eye for things. But every time I sit down to try to write a script um, and something that like has to be dialogue, I always try to just place music over it and make it work with the visuals and tell the story through a song instead of writing out something because I, I tend to write some cheesy dialogue sometimes. Sure. Yeah, that's my weakness. weakness. No, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the, the inverse of that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I can write and I can like plan something through and I know what I want. Uh, but I don't necessarily know the best way to telegraph it on like a camera, mm -hmm. um, and so like uh, just like for like uh, Adam Heater and I, we uh, of Adam Heater Media, we we did a, a short film over the summer for the Forty Eight Hour Film Festival, and uh, a lot of people show up to the Forty Eight right. with like you know big teams and big budgets, and it's just like a lot of middle aged white guys with a lot of like disposable income. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Adam and I were just like, let's just see what we can do, like whatever, mm -hmm. uh, just the two of us, and so you know very small crew, and basically divided it up. Um, 
he was like the cinematographer and the editor and I was the, the writer and director. And that is where, and I, I, we're both very proud of that project. And I think it was because we both got to do what we were most confident in mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously help out in other aspects. Like Adam did some writing and I helped with yeah, some editing, but like it was, uh, um, you know, we, we really found like we, each of our sweet spots and kind of just like, uh, made the most out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the one about the, the puppy or the dog? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was called buddy. Yeah. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Uh, it was just you two doing it. It was us two. Uh, we had two actresses mm-hmm. and a dog, and then a dog wrangler, uh, <laughs> and then that was it. And we shot it at Adam's parents' house, and it was it just it was pretty good. Yeah, sometimes simplicity is the key to things because I see there are bigger teams in there. I've talked to some people that have done that, and mm-hmm. they have teams of ten or to twenty five people sometimes. Right. And sometimes that can be a blessing. Sometimes it can be a curse of just the bureaucracy of all the decision making. Mm-hmm. Like I'm guessing with a small team like that, you can make decisions on the fly, especially when the sh- deadline's so short, right? Definitely. Like it's easier in some ways, but you know, how, how was it easier and how was it difficult, more difficult? Um, I'd say really, I, I think there's a tremendous benefit to just working with like two people or working with like a couple people that you're really confident with. Yeah. Uh, cause I know like the, something that irritates me like beyond any measure is just like you go to the 48 and like they play, like they screen all the movies right. and then you get to the end credits and it's just like, uh, uh, director assistant director ad2 gaffer and like you ha- you did this in 48 hours right. like you, you're just you're making up titles to make like they're, they're super they're superfluous and like you're just you're just trying to make yourself like cool or whatever and like legitimize it like whatever like if that's what you're into like fine but like just uh, i'm all business and so like i don't it's just it's kind of i, I don't want to say annoying but like i mean it's it, you're kind of like Touting yourself, yeah, up. Like and I and I think, your ego yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, like, why, like, we're all gaffers, just like tape shit down, and like, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, we're all we're all doing audio, and we're all working on cinematography, like, you don't need the you don't need the clout or whatever, like, just yeah. just do your job, and yeah, like, I think, and I think it, you get bogged down a lot in that when you have like a a big team, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot more ego to go through, especially like Des Moines film group for some reason is very pretentious mm. and uh, i don't know that uh anyone has the right to be no there's, like, there's some really cool stuff comes out of des moines but right. like i mean uh, this is the energy of the city is very collaborative and so um uh i think i think to to just tr- like make try to make yourself seem better than other people really is like a detriment in the long run and so working with just me and adam was like um just really nice because we knew what we needed to get done and we didn't really care about titles right. and shit. Exactly. It's just getting the job done and kind of making the best film you can make. But then on the day. other hand, it was just two of us doing the work of a whole film crew. Right, exactly. So, I mean, like, it might have helped with time and stuff, but um, maybe mental health-wise, it was nicer to just be the two of us. Yeah, going back to the stuff you'd be worrying about, uh, music videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and even about the film and the ego, I think at the end of the day, it's our job to create value for the people that we work for and the projects that we make. And I especially appreciate the fact that you recognize that these communities uh, might not have, you know, the disposable income that would warrant another, uh, a bigger music video producer or stuff like that. Mm. And the fact that you go in there, assess these needs and wants that they have and just deliver things for them. I think that's really um, amazing that, that what you do. And so for those types of projects, you know, how do you, do you charge them? Do you not charge them? What, what's your 
your system for that. So I started uh, Milk Chocolate Productions through the Lorenzen Student Hatchery, which is like a business grant kind of from the School of Entrepreneurship here. Um, and I was, uh, frankly, first of all, surprised that I got it because I pitched it as a music video production company. I was yeah. like, and they were like, what's your business model? And I was like, well, uh, <laughs> maybe make money. And like eventually, like, you know, went through the summer and I was right. Like I... Right you know maybe made some money but like it was it was it wasn't a lot and uh uh i don't know i it's not that i'm not like entrepreneurial it's just that like the nature of the field that i want to work in is you know uh rappers tend to talk about having a lot of money but then not actually have a lot of money and right, so like right. I, i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like extort people like i i i know i know the i know the value of my work and my time mm-hmm. but i'm willing to kind of you know forego some of that in for the greater uh to, to to make a good video for someone who's who's i'm passionate about i right. did my first music video for um uh her name's luke kang she's a rapper from kansas city uh and uh and uh i basically i was on instagram one day and i was just like scrolling through and then i saw like so one of my one of my friends who happens to be a rapper in des moines yeah he just shared this video of this like asian girl just like spitting bars and i was like <laughs> Where, where is this is my wife and right. <laughs> uh and so I, I like reached out to her and i was like uh, hey i will uh I, I will give my my any limb just to to help you make a music video because mm-hmm. she hadn't had one yet yeah uh and she um she was like fuck yeah and she she had a concert in des moines over the summer uh and i basically grabbed her the morning of her concert uh and we shot this thing just like in right. four, four hours maybe and then um and that was it. And I and I, I snagged her, didn't uh, charge anything, lost a lot of money because I had to buy props and stuff, uh, <laughs> and rent the venue. But yeah. I mean, it was all it was all for a uh, good all, cause. It was yeah. all for a good cause, and I I'm very happy with the video. She was happy with the video. It was fun. Uh, it did pretty well. It, it did really well. Yeah. yeah. It uh, it it uh, it was on uh, rapstarvids.com. It was the number one video for about like a month. So uh, you know. And I think that goes back to your your storytelling um, perspective because. There's so many rap videos where the people hang out of cars, yeah. you know, with weed and guns and dollar bills that are fake because they don't have that money yet. <laughs> right. Uh, and this one was it was simple in a way that they were just in the kitchen chopping up a meal, right? Yeah. And just was like meal prepping. Not a real meal either. I was just like, what would be funny vegetables to chop? Right, about? exactly. And, 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 and I was just like, fuck, what do I do with it? And we just like ended up just dumping it in a pot of yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> and it was different. I think that's what made it stand out. Um because there's so much sameness, I think, in this industry now that it takes people that are willing to be creative, willing to kind of do some wacky stuff to just so that you can be seen, uh, especially like with your screenwriting or with your playwriting. You know, that was wacky, but it was visible and it's memorable. And I right. think that is applicable to a lot of things uh, in this creative industry. Yeah. But with, with that, um, I guess I, I can ask... Photography, right? Sure. Getting, getting your foot in the door. Um, what, well, what kind of camera do you use for that? Uh, so um, prior to this summer and getting into the hatchery, I had been, I'd never owned a camera. Mm-hmm. My mom is like a photographer, so, you know, sometimes I'd borrow her stuff yeah. or um, a lot of, like, just borrowing uh, from my high school, uh, which did not have, any, like, any cameras at all. Yeah. Like, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm not allowed in some Best Buys by, like, near my home because I would, like, go in on, like, a Friday mm-hmm. and, like, 
uh, buy like a camera or something that I needed, like a light. Yeah. And then I would just return it that Monday. Oh. Uh, and, and I did that a lot. And they were like, you can't really do that. Uh, uh, so you're um, basically renting it for free. Then. I basically stole it basically, yeah. and then just returned it. Uh, <laughs> and, and like, you could say that's entrepreneurial. You could also say it's like kind of criminal, but like I don't think I, it's criminal to buy and return something. But I did it a lot. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe once you get away with. I I did it several times. Even uh, like within a bunch of Best Buys. Like oh well, be I I'm from a small town, so there's only like two or three Best Buys. Okay, so you basically run out radius. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but when I got into the hatchery, I was like, I they th- when you apply to the hatchery, they're like, what are you gonna spend your money on? Right. And I said I was like a camera. Because I'd never owned a camera before, yeah, uh, and I always rented or stole, and so uh, first thing I bought when I got this uh, this uh, money was um, a Canon eighty D, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a DSLR because I was like, I- I'm not great at photography, and I know that a DSLR like you know do you both pick up pick up my slack exactly, and uh, and uh, and it and uh, you could actually see the the growth from like. The day I got my camera was also the first day I booked a shooting gig <laughs> at like a concert. And you could like it's not very good. Like the photos weren't, but uh, you know I was like super fucking proud of them because I was right. like, this is the first thing I've taken on my own camera, and I was like, uh, you know, it was it was a cool feeling. No, um, I, know, I know exactly what that feeling yeah. is like. Yeah, and I've definitely seen your work progress because you post uh, on your social media handles yeah. about uh, just all these artists that you're photographing, and like the lighting and the composition is always really good. I can't imagine what it was like when you first got it because I'm, I'm assuming you're fucking still bad. Stuff. It was just very like bad. Figuring out <laughs> cameras like shutter speed and things like that. How'd you learn how to use, you know, all this stuff? Was it through school? Was it YouTube? I, I mean, uh, YouTube a little, uh, mainly just doing it. Um, uh, I, I spent all summer basically like, you know, figuring out how to use my camera. And then I got first semester this year, I took a digital photography course, yeah. uh, which was basically took like all the fun. I love the guy who runs it. I, lo- <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love my professor, but right. took all the fun out of it, which is all technical, like shutter speed, ISO, like, uh, and and really, uh, you know, it helped you like understand the medium more. But yeah. like, that kind of took the fun out of it for me because I'm not. I don't love doing photography. I think like still like photography is like just ungodly boring like just <laughs> landscape photography yeah, yeah. i could never like i hate it so it's definitely for a certain type of people yeah, yeah but i i need people right and so the what i love about concert photography is that like you're you're moving around like right. you're uh uh even if you're if you're in the barricade or in a mosh pit like you're you're trying to get the shot and like you have to anticipate movement and anticipate lighting and like there's all these factors uh and that's what i really love is because i think it's more you can spend two hours posted up uh trying to get that perfect sunset pic mm-hmm. and just like waiting for the sun or you could have like 40,000 sunset sunset pictures just like waiting to fucking you just got to find them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I like concert photography uh and um uh but not photography like yeah, in I general. Cuz yeah. you can't really zone out in those moments because you're always right. in the moment and I think it kind of connects you to the artist in a way when you're in a way performing behind the scenes behind them or in front of them to get like a nice shot for them it's it's exciting and it keeps every job uh fresh because you I, i'm assuming you have a, a system like you know certain angles and certain places to be that are nice but it's never the same every single time sure right um and there are certain venues in des moines i've uh, gotten to the point where i've been to all of them several times for yeah. different shows uh you know uh when i'm going to uh vaudeville muse i'm like okay uh you're gonna have good access because it's a small 
space, so you can you can probably get close, but the lighting's not going to be lighting's very dim in vaudeville, right. uh, and so you got to adjust to that. Whereas like bullies, uh, you might have to elbow to the front, yeah. uh, but uh, the lighting's going to be like prime or like like very very good, uh, and like you won't have to do a lot of uh, yeah. uh, editing uh, beforehand uh, or uh, adjusting. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 the things you learn when you're doing it. Um, I'm by no means an authority on photography. I don't think I'm like great. I just I think I I. Uh, like you know what you know, and like you know what you've been through. I can get a good shot. It's yeah. the quality of the shot, maybe not, but like I, I I know like composition and stuff. That's something you can't really learn in a class. It's something you have to just do out sure. on your own. Um, yeah, because when you when you're uh, and there was another thing that's frustrating about like a technical camera class but like they're like oh yeah just like the the eye naturally follows this pattern and like this is where you know if you want your viewer to look at this like and have much have this much empty space and like fucking nah like just just whatever looks good right and like and like yes it's good to have that information but to like like prescribe it to everything i think uh puts up more parameters to to like what could be good art right than uh than just like shooting what you like and then maybe that like vernacular will help you uh, understand why you like it maybe. yeah yeah i agree so now you work for um, like a company that kind of sends you out to shoot these concerts now or kind of yeah um i haven't done a lot with first league yet uh basically i just i just been going to concerts all summer yeah, and exactly. taking pictures and i reached out to this organization that does that and i was like listen like come on can we yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then basically they're like yeah for sure uh so i've got some stuff coming up but uh yeah basically i mean uh it's just this community of like volunteer photographers that okay. like they'll just send you to concerts that are happening locally and some big name ones. Uh, I'm gonna get to not photograph but film at an insane clown posse. I don't know if you know, Incredi- no, no, incredible incredible white trash <laughs> super group, and I love love them. And uh, and I'm gonna get to go do that show, and that'll be really fun uh, and terrifying. That's cool. When you do those types of things, and even in the past, do you have like a press passing, or are you kind of just in the crowd? You get confidence. That's all you need. <laughs> I like. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I, I used to work for a small town newspaper. Yeah. And so I have a lot of press passes, and I like I it, the nature of like what I do. I have. A, I just acquire a lot of press passes, and I also know how to make a fake one. So like, <laughs> if I need to, I'll just make a fake one. Uh, but it's like very surprising, especially in Des Moines, how far you can get with just confidence. Yeah, I bet. I mean, just acting like you, like you're supposed to be there. And yeah, just like, like I'm with the band. Like. If you if, like before you go in, know the openers, know the headliners, mm-hmm. and uh, know who's working the door, and, and that's it. And, just uh, act like you, not own the place, but you know. You, and you then and it. also just like making friends with people in like good places. Like yeah. I mean, uh, the reason I got the first fleet gig is because I uh, you know went to a concert and just like was shooting the shit with this guy who happened to be taking pictures for first fleet and right. just like next to each other. And, uh, you know, there's kind of a camaraderie when, like, uh, I've done festivals, some, like, local festivals before, and there's you're up in the barricade with just, like, five, six other yeah. photographers, and uh, it's fun. It's, like, I mean, it's it's a fun, like, crowd to be a part of, uh, and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, basically just, uh, you know, if you are in over your head, pretend you're not. Like, just, just, just be confident and hope kind for the best. Kind of a... Not that you totally make it, but in a way, in a way, you yeah. just have to believe in yourself, believe in your skills. Uh, and then after that, do you, do you ever reach out to the bands beforehand or just kind of, I mean, I guess it changes with yeah. the, the venue. It, like it depends on the scale, mm-hmm. I guess, of the artist. Uh, if I know, 
Because Des Moines is like beautifully situated. I think Des Moines is a very great place to be for music, mm-hmm. uh, local and otherwise. Because, uh, you know, there's like, De- we'll get, Des Moines will get really good shows on like really shitty weekdays. That's like Monday through Wednesday uh, is like prime time for like really good artists. Like Riff Raff was here at Vaudeville. I'm not really? saying Riff Raff is very good, but I'm saying he's a good get for Des Moines. <laughs> uh-huh. and, but, and he'll go to Vaudeville Muse. And Vaudeville Muse is this like, tiny cd basement yeah. like venue and it's it's it might be my favorite uh live music venue uh in town right now but like getting to see an artist like that just that up close like you could touch him like mm-hmm. i have a friend who's like favorite rappers xavier wolf xavier wolf came to uh uh vaudeville muse a couple like I think last week and just like on a, on a Monday or Tuesday. Right. And the reason they come on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday is because Des Moines is like right here. And then, you know, it's halfway between wherever you're at and then like Milwaukee or Chicago. Or yeah. Like the, the bigger places. Yeah. It's like a halfway. <laughs> and so like, this is just like, uh, like tour fodder, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like when you're like, Oh, we're going to Philly and San Francisco and Des Moines. And like, you just, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, it's an undercard, but, they're still coming here, so like take advantage of it. And yeah, so like that's a big win. thing. So like if if I know it's attainable, if I know they'll answer my Instagram DM, I'll be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Uh, uh, but like otherwise, like uh, I mean, you can try and meet them at the venue. I don't really do a lot of that. Uh, I'm kind of just there to for the experience because I just love concerts too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a good excuse to go to a concert and also have something that could, you know, get you. Uh, networked into them later on. Right. And it's it's a it's a win win for you as well because. You enjoy their music, you love their work, and then you get to give value to them with your work, right? Uh, and then maybe do that for more people later on, later on down the road. Um, I, I think that's super cool. Just and uh, with local artists too, I mean, like I've made friends just by taking their photo a lot of times. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, yeah, like the like a lot. Of, I have a lot of rapper friends now, and it's it's a result of my going to their concerts and being like, "Yo, great, great fucking job! Like that was a great show." Uh, and um, and just hanging out after shows and just like getting to know people. And, uh, um, that's kind of been, uh, hi- like a really, a hidden benefit or like a, something I didn't realize until I came out of this summer is like, oh yeah, I did get all these technical skills, but I also got like, like friends and it was exactly. like, cool. And, uh, just people you can talk to. And like, I think the word networking kind of gets a bad rap, uh, in a way. Like I just did a speed networking event here on campus and like, it, it, I just started the business school and it's really, it's really different than actually meeting people in the field and, and networking with them and just like talking to them as like a person to a person instead of like oh i'm a, a person looking for a job or you know a business owner looking for employees i, I think it really speaks to how organic it can be mm-hmm. and how fun it can be when you're you know you love what they do and then you they might see the value of what you can bring them and that's how you guys help each other exactly yeah know? and just you know spending time hanging out yeah and des moines really great about that because i mean like everyone's just trying to help everyone out i mean that's not always the case but like you know you compare a des moines to like chicago or even like kansas city i learned is like kind of not hostile but like they're they're not they don't have your back like these Mm. other like rappers in the city and and where uh in des moines like you'll have huge hip-hop festivals which is like everyone and like no beef and it's just like it's nice like it's it's just very and it's it's collaborative, and I've gotten a chance to work with people who, um, you know, uh, the 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 only issue with uh, with the like heavy collaboration is um, some people have gotten uh, due to the size of Des Moines like so 
tied down with like like oh you're this person's music video director or right. like videographer uh and i just wish there'd be a little more uh freedom like socialism mm-hmm. with like just the the sharing of of yeah of arts like, like exactly you know, like that yeah. like you know work with this videographer just i mean this is a little selfish because i want to work with like more rappers but like you know it's um just opening yourself up to new opportunities and i like uh it doesn't matter like i don't think des moines has had one like massively successful music video yet um yeah. i there are some that i love and like show people when mm-hmm. i'm like just, uh, just in the mood to right. show music videos and uh um and like stuff i really am passionate about that isn't my own it's other people's like other like uh other local creatives um uh and i think just getting like a good like a really successful music video out of des moines is good for everyone so i think it would bring more people into yeah. des moines and just kind of expand that that community that's right. already here it's good for the brand yeah it, like and it's good for everyone involved in the city so like um i think by kind of closing yourself off to new opportunities you're kind of like stifling what could be like i believe strongly in des moines as a music city and specific and also as like a hip-hop city mm-hmm. uh and i i think it really wouldn't be hard for it to any day now it could pop like yeah. pop off with artists and directors kind of tying each other down and tying each other off to other people is that more of a uh a perspective that they like a mindset or is it kind of actually happening i think it's i think it's like not something you notice if you're like I mean, you'll just be like, "Oh yeah, it's my my buddy's doing my music video." Like, yeah. ob- obviously, mm-hmm. and that's like the. I mean, and and like if you have a good working relationship, like yeah, fucking of course, but right. like also be, uh, you know, like willing to maybe work with someone else or I don't know, like it, yeah. it's, if if what if what you're doing is working, keep doing it. Like you you don't need to mess with it. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if you're if you're just here to if you're here to collaborate and make new shit, then, uh, I mean. Mm-hmm. widen widen the field i guess i yeah. guess that means that, like some people are still like they have something good going they want to play it safe and they don't feel like maybe taking the risk with other newer artists and mm-hmm. things like that but then at the same time there's still people like you and other people that just want to collaborate and want to work with a, you know a lot of different types of people and i think that's really great for the environment uh and with collaboration you did a video for come and go mm-hmm. recently how'd you get uh, involved with that project uh my friend uh ali diaz who's a local photographer uh she applied to work for uh come and go had this weird like promotional thing they they were like hey we want to lo- uh, collaborate with local creatives and she she got the gig and they were like we want to send you on a road trip uh and basically like hitting in like the sweet spot of the of the midwest yeah hitting like the most highly concentrated areas of come and goes so we started like from up here like iowa down all the way to arkansas and it was just like a, it was just a week, yeah. Uh, and uh, she brought me along as a videographer, and then we brought in two other friends, and basically I shot uh, video the whole time, and uh, she did photos, and we ended up uh, like taking over the come and go social media for for like a, a week and a half, That's and so it was just it was really cool. Uh, uh, and then I put together this like big video at the end of it. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a really cool experience, and I mean, uh, come and go was awesome. Was uh, it paid for by come and go? Like, is that how that worked? Or? It was uh, we. The yeah, the trip was paid for, um, like uh, our food and, and yeah, yeah. gas and yeah. stuff. Um, we we got like allotments and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I got paid for the video, but like it's cool because it was like a really cool experience. And yeah. Ollie got paid, and that's yeah, what yeah. really mattered. So yeah, that reminds me because I think more companies are starting to do more out of the box type things. Like yeah. Red Bull just had a a contest, or they're they're getting applicants for contests over the summer where uh, it's like Survivor, mm-hmm. but They'll bring you, send you to Europe 
for a certain period of time, I can't remember, but all they're giving you is a limited amount of Red Bull, and you have to survive in Europe uh, by bartering with Red Bull cans and doing things like that. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, oh no, it's in April, it's in April, so I think they, the application period is done, um, but it's starting really this week for us, Yeah. and so it's just crazy that like that's kind of where marketing is going in, in, in a way where like regular ads and things don't necessarily work as well. You right. have to kind of do these promotional things that will bring in you know, a different audience. People, the, the, the audience that's, that's kind of tuned out to like regular stereotypic, stereotypical ads and things like that. Sure. Um, I think come and go. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I think they're doing like the best job of it. I mean, come and go's got like a stranglehold on, on Des Moines as a city yeah. and to, you know, to, to be self-aware enough to realize like, Oh, there's a lot of really good, like young people doing art and, 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 and creative stuff in, in the city. We should tap into that, uh, is really good on them, uh, as, as a business. And just, uh, I think come and go, uh, especially is like really doing a good job on like their social media game yeah. and, uh, and just, uh, really, really like, I don't know, you wouldn't think you'd have an emotional connection with a gas station, right, but right. there's one really close to my house that's closing for renovations for seven months, and I'm kind of I, I, like I might cry. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, well, it's difficult to see an organization or a business that big, yeah, realize and look de- not look down like look to the the people kind of on the lower end of the business spectrum and collaborate with them right. and give you the creative freedom to do what you do and the reward you for it. I mean, I think that's the coolest thing. It really is. Um, it really is cool. And I think uh, I encourage um, all other, I mean, not Des Moines specific, but I mean, right. like, you know, principal could do that easy. I don't know. Like, why Why wouldn't they? And, like, you know, Wells Fargo and stuff. Wells Fargo does do a lot uh, similarly. But um, yeah, yeah, do you know anything about that? Um, I mean, uh, namely, like, I mean, y- you go to a big concert in, in Des Moines, like the big ones, like yeah. Drake or uh one of the country ones or taylor swift or something like where's it gonna be like wells fargo arena right they they it's a big thing in big cities and and wells fargo took the initiative and did it here and Mm -hmm. i mean like that alone speaks to like uh you know that that's our staples center (laughs) like that's that's true true. uh it's it's wells fargo and so like just just appreciating arts uh and and yeah sports too but like uh it it's it it says a lot about it, I guess a company or maybe the decision that a company makes or whatever, but I, I think it's cool. You wouldn't think of Des Moines as a very art centered city. And even me, I've been here for like two years mm-hmm. off and on because I don't live in the city. But you know, reaching out to people, you sp- said about it, uh, spoke about it a little bit earlier, but just DMing people, mm-hmm. I think that's a really effective way to reach out to people, and especially artists that aren't as big. Most of the time, you'll get replies, right? Like, what's your experience of, with that? Um, well, all Des Moines artists hit you back, cause, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, you know, cause like, why not? And, you know, some aren't like super nice. Like, you know, uh, be like, uh, I remember one instance that like really stuck with me cause I was like, uh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm fucking with your shit. Like you're, you're doing like, I, I like your music. Do you, can I, uh, can I make a music video with you? Like, yeah. would you be down? And he's like, how much? And I was like, I don't know, like 200 bucks. And I was like, like, I, it's, that's not a lot for right. a music video. I I'm like, I, I'm very cheap. Like exactly. <laughs> anyone listening, very cheap. Yeah. Uh, but, and I am always going to like, I am very flexible. I will negotiate. Like <laughs> if you want to pay $75 for a music video, I don't, I'd like more. 
but I that like prob- walk I'd around probably it. take it. Yeah. I'd probably take it. Like, I guess I, I'm really again. I'm not here for like the money. I'd like the money, but like yeah, I'm because you got to pay here. for bills. And yeah, like but like I mean, it's portfolio for me still, and like a great experience. And I just I I just have to account for my own time being wasted. Yeah, because. Uh, um, I don't know. Time is valuable. Time is very valuable and also stressful. And yeah. so, like, I mean, because uh, like, even though you're behind the camera, you're performing with the arts w- when you're making those videos. Sure. Uh, and then burns on you to make a good product out of that as well. So yeah. And then double your time. An, then their time. Double and sometimes even triple because yeah. people think like, oh yeah, you're gonna shoot this video and you just have to be like, what, like tomorrow? Like, uh, there's editing. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and so you you have to in in kind of thinking about milk chocolate productions as a business i had a lot of trouble valuing putting value on my time and that's what business advisors told me in the entrepreneurship center is like you're not valuing your time so i have like a soft five dollars an hour uh like post edit or like post Mm -hmm. uh fee and it's great right yeah and um I, i came to that number by seeing how much other people charged for editing services Mm -hmm. and then basically cutting that in half and then dividing it by the amount of hours it might take. So it's very cheap. And to think like, to think, Oh, like telling someone I'm going to charge you, uh, like we'll say $50. It's going to take me 10 hours to edit. So $50 for editing. But when you break it down, like fifty dollars, super for cheap. Like five dollars and for an hour of work, like that's, that's less than minimum wage. Exactly, that's starving wage. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, like you know, you don't want to be a dick and be like, like, yeah, can I have like you know, like seven hundred fifty dollars? Because like, honestly, if you really like tabulate mm-hmm. how much work is going into it, it it's would way be more a than lot. that. It's like it's, it's probably way more than seven hundred fifty dollars. Right, and I'm charging like two hundred, exactly. and like I, I'd make nothing. Like I, I um, you know, it's it's just something people don't think about. I think in in videography is like. Uh, it's not just taking like the video, it's 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 writing it beforehand mm-hmm. and planning it and getting a venue and shit and all that in pre and then in post, just editing, sharpening it up. Like there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just yeah, because people are working directly with the artist. The artist and the talent typically only see the shooting part, right. and they're like, oh, you know, it takes an hour and a half to shoot. Uh, oh, how long does it take? Twenty minutes? You know, can I get it? Three days? You know, that's fine. I'm like. I'm a full-time student also. Right. Uh, I kind of have been taking the time. I'm some in some pretty easy courses right now, so I've been getting away with well, that studying. your professors here, right? <laughs> well, they know. They've been doing <laughs> my tests. I've been doing it all right. all right. And so I've been using that time where I could be studying, just editing and doing all this you know, pre-production thing and visualizing things in my head before mm-hmm. shooting. Um, and I'm still in a phase where it's it feels weird for me to ask for what I think I'm worth, although it's been really nice because – so right now, like I'm, I'm shooting uh, some recitals for some of my friends, and I've been charging them just because, like, it's a Friday night, it's a Saturday night, and just for basically my time. Yeah. First recital, I asked for twenty dollars for an hour and like fifteen minutes uh, of the recital, and then editing took a few hours because mm-hmm. of my first time too. And so, you know, they tipped me another twenty dollars, like forty bucks. That's pretty good, you know, just for the learning. It's forty bucks you didn't have before you shot the exactly, recital. Exactly, exactly. I mean. And then I shot one on Friday. I bumped it up to a hundred bucks. You know, pretty, yeah. pretty. Still below standards, but, you know, uh-huh, good yeah. for me. Uh, and they wrote me a thank you card, and they're like, you know, we're really grateful you can save this memory. And then they tipped me 50 bucks for that. And so even though I'm still, you know, undercharging and things yeah. like that, I think consumers are now seeing the value that they're getting, and then they're 
they feel bad now that I'm, right. I'm doing free free work or cheap work. And even last night I was on a shoot for free, you know, as for a new student organization. And the person charged like, hey, how much how much are they paying you? How much do you charge? I said, I'm, I'm going to do this for free. It's yeah. 9, 9.30 at night on a Saturday. And we're just by this bridge filming some stuff. And she's like, no, no, you're way more, th- way more worth that. I'm going to Venmo you something. And, you know, regardless of whether it's $5, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, I think you know, that speaks volumes on how other people view your time and uh, how I think we should view our time nowadays. Because it, it just f- it feels weird to ask for money. It does. Sometimes. It feels like gross. Like yeah. I mean, I wasn't a Boy Scout solely because I didn't want to sell popcorn. <laughs> like I just, I, it, asking for money is uncomfortable for me, and that's been a big hurdle of starting a business where I want to do what I love, but I also need to make money so it can You'd continue survive. to be a business because yeah, exactly. I need to keep that LLC. Um, pity money's money. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I mean, like if it's hard, it's it's really hard to just like ask for money and I, I i still struggle with it uh and sometimes don't even ask for money and just uh think long term like you know what, what's this 40 dollars really gonna do for me like is it, does it matter do i really need to haggle like yeah. um and uh i mean basically my thing is like the more i believe in something the less i will charge or yeah like, put value on my work so like if, if i'm if i'm if they have to twist my arm to get me to do something, um, I'm gonna need money. That's right, it. Right. Like that's that's that's. But if it's it. a fun project or something you want to do, and I good. enjoy, and my time is like spent doing it like positively, sure. If it's like a, a like a job or a gig or something, like, yeah. uh, you know, I I need money to to support what I'm actually passionate about, and that's something I think a lot of people. Um, when and you'll get this too when people find out you're a videographer or you have a camera they'll be like oh can you shoot this thing right uh can you can you shoot this like you know i know it's not what you normally do or uh you might not even know how to do it but like do you want to do it like i know you have a camera and like no 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 intention of paying either just like oh can you help out with this thing like my my the goodness in my heart while there like it's like that's not my specialty or i don't even know how to one thing people do a lot is Someone said to me the other day, uh, yeah, Lewis is a great, he makes great videos. He's the best photographer I know. And I was like, honey, those are two, <laughs> two very different fields. Right. Uh, and photography is something that I'm fairly new at, too, and something that I'll, like, I, I'm just Googling things. I don't, I know how shutter speed uh, and an f-stop work, or shutter speed and fps work together in video. But in photography, I'm like, it, it's a whole different beast. Sure. Uh, and, and. You know, people ask me to take pictures, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it. I'm gonna, I'll figure out how to do it beforehand. But it's not something that I necessarily love to do. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's it's definitely just interesting to have people ask you for. You kind of have to know everything. You have to know everything, like a little bit of everything. And if you don't, like people expect that you do, so exactly. you just have to pretend. To know. <laughs> <laughs> pretend to know you do. I don't know. YouTube's there, like. Yeah, exactly. YouTube's there. Can I you do this? Sure. Let me just like, give me give me a minute. Let me, let me figure Pinterest. It out. That's how I find like poses for people, yeah. group pictures. Uh, it's all out there. Yeah. It's kind of scary. How it's scary. It's scary to think that like, because videography and photography, on a, on a base level, like mastery is one thing, but just like right. knowing how to take a picture, not that hard. But yeah. like, just people just don't. 
<laughs> to time in. And like that's that's something that's really aggravating about I'd say the Des Moines scene. Mm-hmm. Uh more specifically with what you do and like commercial work and stuff is like uh people will be passionate about like cameras and stuff and right. like oh I have this great equipment and stuff and like like just throw money at the problem and like like you'll go to senior photo shoots with like they'll have like lights like a right, fuckload yeah. of lights and it's like bright out and like like you're just like you're flexing yeah, exactly and and videography unlike other i say art forms i think videography is more the commercial term so i guess like filmmaking is what i mean yeah that, that's more artistic. um like there's a there's a barrier for entry it's not like drawing where like you know mm-hmm. rich people and poor people can all draw and right. then like the good ones will rise to the top it's like Oh, uh, uh, you know, I'm from rural Illinois, like not any access to cameras or anything like no cities or anything like and then there's uh, and, and I'm poor. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, imagine me trying to make a movie against, say, uh, you know, and this happens a lot in Des Moines. It's just like, oh, I've got like this gimbal and this like uh, I know you have a drone. This isn't at you, but like a yeah, drone know, yeah. and like a, like like just sick, like like red cam, like red cinema cameras and just like really just like the most expensive equipment and just like no heart <laughs> like yeah. like y- you can only be i think you have to work at something to be good and so like work with shitty equipment and like you know when you start with the best you, are you really like getting an education or like i think you should you should know what your bad work looks like to be able to make good work and i definitely agree with that because i started you know middle school using um was it Windows Movie Maker? Yeah. And like, so the way I, I advanced my skills was maxing out what I could do on each program. So like Windows Movie Maker, you get one video uh, line, one audio track. And then, you know, one time I wanted to do a voiceover or no, I wanted to have like dialogue in a scene with music playing underneath that. But that couldn't do that. And the way I got around that was exporting the video file with the dialogue as its own separate project then re-putting it back into w- Windows Movie Maker as its own thing and then putting the music underneath it. Right. And after that, I went on to iMovie. After I maxed out iMovie with you know, all the default transitions and presets, I was like, I want to make something of my own, but I can't do it here. Then I moved on to Adobe Premiere Pro. Right. And I've still been using my mom's you know, DSLR from 2009, right. uh, just making all this stuff. And I, I definitely agree. Sometimes like the average consumer or client would just see, oh, like this is a big agency, a big studio. They have all this really fancy stuff. Right. Let's throw you know $5,000 out and see what we can do. But I'm not speaking this from experience, but there, there's an agency in California where I just moved, where my mom does uh, some TV work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just started, and she'll see that the people there, they're working minimum wage, and they kind of just hate their job. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's everyone here. I, that, I'm not even saying that's about people in Des Moines, but I can definitely see that you know if you're not if you haven't grinded to get there and if it's just like a day job, I can see how you wouldn't like it and how your passion's gone. Kind of like with any other job. Right. You know, but I appreciate the people that are on the ground kind of working from the ground up and things. And like with the drone, I like, I know you're in dissing me because I just work my, my uh, regular oh, you're day just job. Good. Like yeah, you're exactly. It's a nice drone. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's the, the, I think it, it was a Mavic Mini. It just came out. It's like the most basic, not the most basic, but, more basic ones and i was like it does the job it fits it's smaller than my phone it's sure. crazy um and then with the barrier to entry thing i think i think things are getting better uh with you know phone Phones, cameras getting yeah. better. yeah that's the big one that I, I, I bring up um 
but yeah, people see fancy cameras and like, I want that for my business. And mm-hmm. it kind of shuts out some of the people with hi- maybe higher skills, but less equipment. Right. Uh, and that's, you know, an argument to be had, you know, um, with, uh, we talked about this a while ago. Uh, it was a conversation we had, but in Des Moines, mm-hmm. there's some big agencies and then there's freelancers and contract workers and not a lot of people in between. Is that still what it's like, do you think, or what's your opinion on, on that? Um, I think they're like, um, I think companies kind of fill the gap that would be between big and small, um, like just mid-sized ones. Yeah. But like, um, personally, bet on the freelancer is my thing. Like, um, I hate to plug another... Uh, <laughs> hate to give Adam Heater media more uh, fucking airtime, but um, his his whole thing was like, oh yeah, the when you when you when you hire a big agency, you're not just paying for them to do your shoot, mm-hmm. you're also helping them pay off the drone they just built, right? And so right. like they're not going to be like um, uh, like charitable and like care about your organization and stuff. They're like uh, we're they're they're like the bigger you get, the more they are about. Their bottom line. If I were legitimately trying to make money, I would work with like shittier rappers. Yeah. Like I mean, like like I yeah. like I I could have made. I have like two or three music videos out right now. Two official, one unofficial. Um, I could be at fucking like twenty now, but I'm kind of selective with who I like like want to work with. Work with. Yeah. And like, it's not that like they're not bad or like they're they're not good. It's just that like. You know, uh, this this is gonna have my name on it at the end of the day. Exactly, you wanna, wanna be proud of that work. Yeah. yeah, and so that's why it takes me a long time to do a music video too, is because like, you know, Milk Chocolate Productions is going to be on this. I want to be proud of it, uh, and so I think when you work with uh, freelancers like uh, Adam, uh, it's you 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 they have to care, like because because yeah, exactly, it's exactly. it's like uh, other and these agencies will be juggling like three five shoots a day, mm-hmm. and you're just one of three or five, whereas with like a smaller guy, like you know, yes, it'd be nice to know if they're competent before you hire them, and if you can do your due diligence. But like, if they're just starting out, like I mean, give them a chance, and it'll be cheaper anyway. And if it really doesn't work out, go up a up a rung. And if that's not what you need, then I guess you need the the drones and the and the uh, the red cinema cameras or whatever that's at these like marketing firms. Uh, but uh, you know, personally, uh, as the little guy, I bet on the little guy, uh, and that's kind of I think that's a I think more businesses and more any people who need videography should be doing that. Typically, the little guy has, you know, a lot to prove right. in a way. So they're, they're kind of willing to do whatever it takes to get there and just grind. Like, I, I've done things where, like, oh, it'll take five hours to edit. And they'll edit it for 25 hours yeah. uh, and making revisions and things like that. And, you know, that could be... It could be like, and they're not going to do that at the marketing firm. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, they'll bill like, you for that. You're you're, you're hourly. They're like like your hours are more stringent or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or you're salaried and you just need to get a certain amount of stuff done. Uh, and so like, you have a lot more freedom with um, with 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 freelancers and and you know people like us who are just like in it maybe for a portfolio to like mm-hmm. just like get uh, some trying to prove themselves. Exactly. Maybe you'll maybe get some free work. Um, but also at the same time, if I'm not gonna endorse. Free exactly, because I gotta pay, feed pay my your, family. Yeah, I got I got kids at home. Uh, uh, but you know, hundred two dollars, two hundred dollars. If it doesn't work out, that's not. It's not that much. I mean, it's a lot to. Yeah. Uh, so we're in college. We're in college. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, I mean, like, if you want a video, stop assuming 
that it's gonna be fifty dollars, and anything more than that will be offensive. Like, yeah, I think because sometimes people our age will reach out to me and they go, "How much is like a photo shoot or something?" And like what I did with uh, photo shoots is I found like a studio rate of my friends and I cut that in half. I was like, "This is my rate." Uh, That's what I'm saying. And that friend was was out of the country uh, during this time, so fucking now I got no accommodation and my rate is half of theirs. And even then. Uh, someone was like, can I split this time between three people and we each pay $25 each? I was like, yeah, you can do that. And then they ended up not doing that. I was like, you know, at, at some point, there's got to be a limit on how, how low you can go, especially yeah. if it's something that isn't necessarily what I want to do, you know? Uh, like with photography, that's that's me with photography. And that's uh, just my personal taste. I like to do videos more. and I like to tell stories right. through video and i think it's harder to do with f- uh, photography for me personally mm-hmm. no definitely yeah um and so w- with that photography getting f- your foot through the door ag- again is that do you see that you're able to tell stories through pictures or how with with concert photography yes yeah um i i um i mean yeah the every uh, concerts is like you're you're capturing people's memories so you need to be there when the big moments happen mm-hmm. um and anticipate when they're going to happen. And, um, you know, like, if you catch me at a fucking concert, I'll be, like, dancing like a backup dancer. I'm just fucking, I'm on the ground. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm running around. Like, uh, I'm just trying to get the shot. And, like, um, and, and you need to, each each story is a picture. And if not a picture, it's, like, it's someone's profile picture. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, like you're, yeah. you're doing this for something. Mm-hmm. and Or even, like, capturing a moment in time. Yeah. Of, like, intense emotion. Or mm-hmm. yeah, something. Or like just that. like a lot of sweat. Like I love sweaty pictures. That's like my kink. I like <laughs> like when I like my photography is admittedly very dark. Like I just I I, I go like full black. Like I, I like a black canvas, and yeah. then we go from there. And like I'll use lights to help and stuff. Like uh, uh, during the concert, but like I like a dark photo. A lot of people do like we'll have like a Sony DSLR, and it'll come out like more like vintagey or like right. like like a lighter like more exposure. I'm I'm all about uh, just darkness, and I I I like that's what I like. Uh, it might not necessarily be what other people like. It's just my style. Yeah. Um. But, um. You know, concert photography and action photography and human interest photography in general, uh, is storytelling uh, is is a lot easier than say landscape because I can't t- I can't tell a story with the principal building. Right. Like, exactly. Like real estate. I, one thing that I I focus on when I do videography work is emotion and then motion mm-hmm. and so that's how i personally like to tell my stories like focusing on the face uh and people and then also movement within that is how i kind of ca- use that to capture attention i just had to shoot where i had to not show the faces of people uh and that was really challenging because it's like okay like hands are closest like the next best thing sure. but then after that like like no one wants to see the back of a head or like shoes are kind of cool sometimes you know but it, it's so difficult to when you don't have that connection through visuals of like a person in a in a moment or you know through video i, I really appreciate that but and and with that like i mean i guess like and i'm not a good photographer but i think good photography comes from like being in the moment of where you're at so like if it were that situation like like I like I can't see their face. Like there's like I don't know what to capture right now. But like you know, if you're really like paying attention, you'd be like, oh, they're nervous. Like their their hands are twitching, or like yeah. their hands are in their pockets and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you you pick up on things. And like if you're at a concert, like oh he's like 
you know, he's been holding back for a minute. He's probably gonna go hard like real quick. Yeah. And like, and so like you you get there when like when the fucking like the bass drops or something like. They pick up all those cues. You're just anticipating yeah. and 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 uh, you know, uh, being engaged with whatever you're taking pictures with, I think is important. I think being in the moment is really underrated uh, in this field. Yeah. Uh, because it's so easy to think about okay like all oh, the like when the check's coming or yeah you're exactly. just taking pictures like i mean like it's it's easy to just look at that and be like mm-hmm. like oh all you're doing is really just like it's like like it's not crime scene photography i mean like exactly. it's, it's you gotta you gotta get a get a moment it's not just like laying there for you yeah. when you shoot pictures are you shooting for yield just getting as many as you can then going back to the editing bay and then selecting from there or how do you kind of yeah <laughs> i i um uh admittedly a lot like i I need big SD cards. Like, well, I think I, it's good. That's good. Uh, yes, not not in a post. Well, like, right, of course, because then I because then I gotta go through. Because <laughs> I take I take my pictures in uh, uh, JPEG and RAW, and then okay. I like have to delete. I have to see which ones I like, mm-hmm. and then mark the RAW and JPEG files of those, and then delete the rest, and then edit the RAWs, and then save them. And it's just like it's it's a whole bitch, and like and I just like. There are probably better ways of doing it, mm-hmm. but I'm not conservative when I'm at a concert. I'm taking like yeah, a lot of well, pictures. Well, that one one time they're going to be there, yeah. and you got to want you, you got to get the best thing you can get. But also, it's not like purposeless. I'm not just like exactly. holding it down and like like it's. I'm doing it with intent. I just happen to take a lot of pictures. <laughs> like, so I mean, that's kind of another misconception. Is just like you're taking a lot of pictures. You might not know what you're doing. There was a, a speaker came to Drake recently, who like he was a Pulitzer Prize winning photojournalist, mm-hmm. and he. He had to talk to one of my classes. It wasn't a photo class. And he was like, um, uh, um, you kids with your DSLRs don't understand how to take a good picture because, um, you know, when you had to really, uh, you know, when you had to put the film in the camera and, like, and be in the dark room, like, shaking it around, like, trying to get a good, like, you know, you, you really, you, 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 you waited for the right moment and you got that picture. And, like, granted, I appreciate the amount of work that went into that, but I don't think that says anything less about people who have cameras that you, you can change right. the ISO. That we have, like, frankly, have more factors to factor in when taking photos than they might have had to. Um, and so, yeah, was, it's not that like we're not we're like less than. It's it's different. Like times have changed. I, I was watching um, a video. I think it's from Peter McKinnon, and he was talking about him and a friend. Uh, they're landscape photographers. But he had him stand on like a mountain and just stand up there. And the photographer went around for two hours getting hundreds and hundreds of shots. End of the day, he, he chose one to post. Right. Um, but you know, from that, you get experience. And from that, you also get a better opportunity, especially with live events, of the best moment you can capture. Right. And so I, think it's, I don't think it speaks anything less of you for taking more pictures. Um, in a way, like you're working hard in that moment. And then you're working even harder in post. And so I don't see why that should be disrespected. If anything, they should be respected more because you're working even harder. I didn't say To get it. a better moment, you know? It. Yeah, that, that's what I think. And because I, yeah, I, I know, like, sometimes I'll be shooting B-roll and I'll shoot too much. And in the moment, I'm like, this is, this is a lot. And I know I'm going to use probably eight clips. If it's a 30-second promo, you know, that's how much I'm going to use. But then in the editing bay, it's, it's so much more time. But then from that, I can select the best But it's good ones. to have it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really, really beneficial uh, in the long run. Definitely, in yeah. In order to get the best. Of the best, Especially with, like, video and B-roll and stuff. Because, I mean, like, when you're on, a, like, a, like, a music video shoot, I mean, 
um, you want to make sure that you don't have to call up a rapper and be like, hey, so I didn't exactly yeah, get exactly. all the shots I needed. We need to designate up again. Like it's like reshoots are terrible. Reshoots are like it's not fun, especially if there are costumes and venues and props involved. It's it's a lot, and so like music video is a tall order, and uh, and uh, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry if we have to do the take <laughs> several times, but I don't want to have to do it again. And exactly. so, like, that's, you know, not all, um, <clears throat> and I don't just work with rappers, but um, not all musicians are actors. Yeah. And I like to do, like, music videos that would require maybe a little more acting. Than, I understand. And, and yeah. like, you don't need to be a good actor. Like, I like, I prefer working with non-actors because that way, you know, like, it'll be earnest, like, what they're doing uh, and not, like, performative. Um uh, or at least you can see them trying and and work with that, uh, and I like that a lot <clears throat> about music videos. And so, um, just uh, letting people like n- re- realizing that I might be difficult to work with, uh, um, given that I like you know I, I want to get the shot, and I don't want you to have to do it again. Yeah. But I also like this is for both of us mm-hmm. is to get this the that way mutual understanding. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is about the end of our hour. It's been really great having you on here today. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, hope to see you around campus. Nope, I, I, I'm I'm hidden. I'm hidden. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in, and see you eventually.